when my daughter came in two years ago, we were, she was always saying, well, how do we do this? How do we do that? I said, well, you go do it. And then once you got to fit, once you do it, or I tell you how to do it and you've done it, write that, write down everything you've done. And that becomes the SOP for that. And I even did the same thing. Anything that I was touching, I would write that process. Cause if I'm not here or if they, if they're not here, someone needs to be able to do it. This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and today I have a return guest, it's been a little while since he's been here. Jeff Hager from Nixco Plumbing. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. I'm surprised you're having me back, but that's okay. <laughs> we were just talking about, he was surprised that I'm asking him to come back. And I told him that uh, he's got one of those businesses that I think a lot of people aspire towards. I don't know if you want to reveal numbers or not, but very healthy revenue, nice number, very healthy net, nice number. And Jeff lives a nice lifestyle. Although now we're going to get a, an update, a progress report since COVID. Everybody is busier than ever, you know, post COVID world. And so I, I thought it would be fun to get an update and to hear from one of the guys that I think is really, really doing an amazing job in home improvement. So with all of that now, with all that pressure on you. Oh yeah, thank you. Well, let's do this before, because it's been a little while. Why don't you give everybody the quick version of your backstory? Tell us a little bit about the company today, and then we'll dive into some specifics. Sure. My parents started the business back in 1978. They had a partner at that time. My parents' partner was Richard Nixon. And he, at, it lasted a year, almost as long as Richard's presidency did. And they separated and we kept the last name, or we kept the company name Nixco. And he went back to doing his thing. And from there, we started out as a, as a what do you want to say, a residential, ser- kind of residential service or do anything and everything to get money on the, the table. And in 2000, 1998, my dad left for Florida and really never came back to the office. And I said to him, hey, after about a year or so, if I screw up, you know, it's all on you. You might want to think about selling this. So I bought it from him. We went uh, January 1st of 2001. I took over as owner. And from there, we were still doing what we had always done, a little bit of everything. 2006 and seven, I made a concerted effort to get into service. And we jumped right in and with flat rate, we actually had Mayo come out and visit us. And so we were doing that Mayo system for a while. At some point in there, you know, eight came, eight and nine, and our world got rocked. New construction stuff really messed us all up. But it, I mean, fortunately for us, we had service going in 2010 and 11. Everything started coming back full, full bore for us, and we really recovered well. I think the service side of things really helped us out. And now we are... I can't say what we were back then as far as, you know, construction service. We were probably 80-20, and now we're almost almost 50-50 service new construction, and the construction basically being commercial-related. 
and uh, our service almost splits 60 40 commercial new con commercial industrial service and 40 percent residential and it's we're, we're only running six trucks we got our seventh tech here going through our training process and once they get out hopefully we can get him on board and he'll be moving well our trucks average average right around 450 to 500,000 a truck wow yeah they, those guys do very well and so we're right now it's just you know just like everybody else we're, we were considered essential so we haven't stopped through all this gotten busier in our like most industries out there trying to find people is our only setback if we could grow if we could find service techs and since we haven't been able to steal them and I'm, I'm in a position where I really can't go out there and start grabbing people because I'm also on local boards, state boards, national boards. And that kind of looks bad when you're doing stuff like that. So I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. We try to grow in-house in as much as we can, but still just trying to find kids that want to get into this industry in the area that we're located has been tough. So back when I first did my interview, we talked about, you know, getting, going, getting away from the business as much as you can. And we were talking before they started that right now it feels like I'm here more, but I'm still taking those opportunities to get away. I just got back from, in from being out of town for four days at a conference and I came back and actually I'm, I think I'm all caught up after just two or three hours yeah. today. But yeah, it's, I still try to get away as much as I can, especially come winter. It's, that's that time to do our thing. And I'm getting people, trying to get those people in place to allow me to do that better i might have been trying to back then but now i'm really trying to and we're learning that there's a lot of stuff that i need to do you might think that you're doing so well i guess numbers wise but to get yourself set up to just walk away there's so many more things that you got to do to to do it and do it right yeah so right now we'll get to people well let's talk about people first because you're working on process right now and you're working on a big software conversion, CRM conversion project. But what are some of the things that, you know, it's an interesting time that we're in. You you said something there. You said stealing people. And I'm going to interview somebody on Monday. And I spoke with him for just briefly today for a few minutes. And he brought that up. And I said, no, I don't want to talk about stealing from other people. I think it's neg very negative to have that conversation. So, and it's interesting that you use the exact same terminology today and you said, no, I'm not going to do it because of this and this. But the other side of that is either you develop your own and you're in a business, you know, the plumbing business is a business where you can kind of grow your own and you can bring people and train them. But there's also attraction to you know, just cool companies to work with. Right. And to me, attracting people is the more, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not moral, but. Where that, yeah, attract, we're, and you know, that's what we've tried to do is attract these people to our business and with ads and all that. For some reason, I don't know if it's really if it's the area we are in, but they're afraid to make that move. And I'm like, and I even have my guys, you know, carry their W-2s and say, hey, you could be doing this too. Yeah. And it's like, they're afraid. I don't know why everybody's afraid. And I, I had a class once where they were saying, sometimes people are afraid to move from this tax level to the next tax, tax level. 
and they don't they don't know what it would be like to move up or improve yeah. their lives. And now you're trying to get your guys to understand that it's okay, right, to do to make more money. And it, it's so frustrating knowing that I have these six guys that understand and are trying to find somebody else. And the guy I'll talk to him and say, "Oh, really? I can't believe that." But but they won't even try to come and find out. Yeah. And it, you're not going to fail because the system works that we have. Right. Trying to get people here is yeah, and it, yeah, we don't want to. I don't want to go. My guys will actually go and see them and try to say, "Hey, you want to come and for another opportunity? Look at this, yeah. blah blah blah." And we have all these benefits. And it's just that's like, cool that your guys are out doing it. Yeah, they're out trying to, and they they get frustrated. Yeah, the, the people that they're talking to that say, "Yeah, I, how true is that?" It, but it is true. And but come and find out. Oh, yeah. I, I got to talk to my wife about that. Well, let me talk to your wife. And but yeah, yeah it's it is very hard. And trying to grow them in house is what we what we want to do. But then we're I don't know if it's the area we're at. We're in a very white collar part of the world. There's a lot of medical and a lot of engineering stuff out here and trying to get kids that want to come into this has been very tough for some reason. Yeah. We ran ads for a long time. So now after I get back from the conference I was at, I found two other people to talk to, to see if they can help try to find some more people. Yeah. Well, and it's, everybody's having the same issue. I mean, it's everybody, every single, and it doesn't matter the type of business either. I mean, every business right now is looking for good people. And it's so weird how what we all want was we want our businesses to grow and and we want new customers and leads and sales and revenue. And it's there. It's right there. But the thing that's holding us back is, but we don't have enough people to fulfill and it's frustrating. Yes, it is. It is super frustrating knowing that. And you see our schedules and the things that come in and you can realize, oh, yeah, we might be overworking our guys. Yeah. And because you got this guy calling and this person calling and this lady calling and you just like, how do we take care of them? Right. And now you found yourself, which is really bad because you wouldn't have done it in the past. You're referring people all over the place. to so your friends that are out there that are doing business and doing plumbing or heating or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And you're like, gosh, that's we don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah we just keep plugging away. Yeah. Your guys that you have now, and I think we've talked about this before, but they're seems like they're pretty loyal. Yes, most of the people I have here have been. I just had I have three of them now. Well, one just finished just did during COVID. I had one do 30 and two do 25 years. Wow. With us. And then a lot of my service techs, some of my service techs are in their 17th year, 18th year. So yeah, we're getting old too. So now we got to find them younger ones. Right. Why do you think that is? Because right now it's as much a game of retention as it is. It's all about you. Yeah. It's all about me. Yeah. Yeah. The system work. I mean, the, the guys, we do, I just treat them like family. You know, they're, they've been here for so long. You, you get to know, try to get to know everybody, everything you can about them. And stress, I mean, sometimes I will not going to say stress level, the stress level is not high, but just work your way through it and make it happen and treat everybody like you want to be treated and seems to work. I mean, a lot of, even the new construction guys, there's so little turnover over there. So little turnover on the service guys once they're here. So early, the young guys that leave because they think something it's always greener. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because you were joking when you said it's all about you. 
But in some ways, though, it is about you because you, as the leader of the company, you're the, for lack of a better way of saying it, you're the steward of the culture. You're also kind of the creator of the culture, right? Culture is a big word now that they throw out. And by the way, we were talking about EOS before we turned on the, the recording. I didn't fully understand culture until three and a half, four years ago when we started doing EOS. And it really, to me now, it's kind of like, what's the personality of your business? What do you believe as a business? Right. And, you know, and for you, just from what you've said here in the last few minutes is one, treat them like family, treat your people like family, know everything you can about them and pay them really, really, really well. Because if they're willing to show their W-2s and right. got people worried about tax brackets. Yeah. So it's, it, they just, it seems to work and they're open. Most of the time they're open to communications. You know, that's one of the things you always are working on is making sure that they know that they can go both ways. Yeah. So, I mean, anywhere you look, it seems like communication is one of the biggest issues. So I try to keep it open, keep the doors open so they can come in and talk at any time. Yeah. I mean, everything's open for discussion, just not debate. So yeah. it's been, it's all been good. I mean, for the most part, I know all my service techs, I know all my new construction guys. Open for discussion, but not debate. Right. I like that. Open for discussion, but not debate. That's good. So you are working on, if you don't mind my saying this, but you were, you said you were working on SOPs. Yeah, uh, that's a project that you're working on. Do you want to talk a little bit more about about that? Sure. The reason well, when my daughter came in two years ago, we were she was always saying, well, how do we do this? How do we do that? I said, well, you go do it. And then once you got it, once you do it or I tell you how to do it, and you've done it. Write that write down everything you've done. And that becomes the SOP for that. And I even did the same thing. Anything that I was touching, I would write that process because if I'm not here or if they if they're not here, someone needs to be able to do it. Yeah. So we started doing it all the time and trying to explain to them because so when other people come in, or we have somebody new come in, I want them to just be able to pull that book off or go into the computer and pull it out because we, we're stockpiling them all in there so that they're there. And there's so many of them that, and it's the simplest things that you don't realize that you need to do. That you, I mean, I wrote one on how to walk into the building and turn off the alarms and because they were not sure what to do. So I wrote that up and, yep. and I didn't really realize just how important they were until you started needing them. And I just read Al Levy's book, the seven principles or whatever Yeah, out there. And that was a great book. And I, and it's a short, easy read and any business should read it. And he talks so much about those operating procedures. And then he even built the SOPs for everybody. And I'm like, it's one of those things that I, I really want to do that and get, get as many of them as we can in here for all the systems so that if someone's not here, someone else can do it and you're not relying on that person not to show up. Yeah. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money 
which sales reps are the top performers and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to BuilderPrime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. What is that? You said you you wrote it out, but like, what does that physically look like? Is it in a, a binder? Is it, how is it organized? We've organized it by each of the different like accounts payable, accounts receivable, service software, our buying software, estimating software, standard principles, standard systems for going out and installing a water heater, how you're supposed to walk up to a door, how you're supposed to park your truck. The ones that I ended up doing in here, because you can you can copy and paste you frames and stuff like that. Something, a simple task that you would explain to them in like two minutes. It feels like it's like three pages long because you've got all these pictures and arrows and, and stuff. So they, they can't say they can't figure out how to do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it, sometimes it takes a really long time to write one. But that one is so important that they, you need to have them. And, and every day you realize the new ones that you, I've got them from back when I hired a new guy in here. All these systems, all these SOPs that I needed to write up for him that I still have to put into our, into our system. So people will know what to do when they bring a new person on for sure. And then the onboarding stuff definitely needs to be updated here at Nixco. We, we have so much to work on to get that right. The onboarding and the offloading of the, if someone leaves. Yeah. You know, by building those two, the process, you build the system, you're gaining leverage as an owner. I mean, among other things, but as the owner of the business, that gives you leverage because now, and that's an activity worth doing. And we talk about high payoff activities versus low payoff activities. Well, you could either come in every single morning and make sure the alarm is turned off the right way, or you take 15 minutes and you sit down and you write it out. And now, okay, now it's done here. I don't ever have to be the one to open the door ever again, right? Because now here's exactly how to do it. And, and it's there. And that those sorts of things buy you freedom. They buy you the ability to go and do ability, other things. Sleep in, the ability to sleep in in the morning. Yeah. I came in and, and that was funny. That's a, such a simple one. And I, like I said, I had hired a new guy in here. And one day I came walking in and my door was unlocked. And I was like, oh, my God. The alarm was off. The door was unlocked. I came walking in, he's in his office. He's got everything already done for me. And I'm like, wow, this doesn't cool. happen in years. Yeah. And so yeah, it, it's something as simple as that. Yeah. It's nice. And knowing that someone will follow the procedure. Yeah. Well, and it's critical that I'm so glad you set, you gave that example, how to unlock the door and walk in in the morning. Like people think that, oh, that's just, that's easy. You just unlock the door and you walk in. No, people don't know that. What about locking up at night? Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. How do you lock up the building at night? How do you lock up the office at night? Even if it's just a little, you know, one room office, how do you do it the right way? And whether you're a $500,000 company, a $5 million company, or 
$20 million, whatever. If you don't have these things in place, you're not going to be able to go to that next yeah. level because all of that stuff translates as you grow, as you grow the business. Yeah. It's the little things that you just got to keep adding on to, to get it, to make sure that you can. Yeah. And but. so you have them in binders kind of by department. Yeah. And so the other part of this too, is like you said, when you bring somebody new on, okay, here's how we do it here. Mm-hmm. Here's how you answer the phone. Here's how you take an order. Here's how you input it in the system. Here's how you dispatch it. Here's how blah, blah, blah all the way down, down right. the list. And you know, in this day and age, and it kind of loops back to what we were saying before, is if you bring somebody in, somebody new in, they want to win. You got to set them up to win. You can't just bring them in and say, here, go figure it out. Because, or if there's chaos, they're not going to stick around, especially today. They're gone. They're leaving. There's no doubt about it right? And so the tighter the ship is, the more the likelihood is that people are going to stick. Correct. Right. Yeah. And when I, like I said, when I brought this, the new, I'm going to call him project manager estimator in, I realized, and I've apologized to him, I don't know how many times saying, I am so sorry that I have not been able to spend as much time with you as I know I should. But I knew that at the same time we were doing this software changeover and, I, and he sees it. And he's very, very smart. So he, he picks up a bunch of stuff on his own and he's ran with it and I've trained him on our systems. But yeah, he's really grown a lot on his own, but he has no problem coming and ask me. But I realized there too that I have a lot of shortcomings on that onboarding side that I needed to work with on him. And But he's been very, what do you say? I don't want to say forgiving, but lenient with me. Yeah. But it's, it's all good. We're working together and we talk all the time, so. Yeah, but there is also some of that give and take. And again, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody's saying to be perfect. Well, none of us are going to be perfect. But as long as the effort is there and as long as there's some basis, some solid foundation, that's good, right? You don't have to be perfect and have everything perfect, but you got to work on it, though. Even now, you know, as busy as we all are, You know, it's kind of funny when you said earlier, because I got to the point where, you know, I'm very fortunate that my core business doesn't need me very much. But now all of a sudden I find myself, especially in the last few months, I don't know why, more motivated, more excited. I see there's a vision that I see of something and I'm busier than ever before. And you kind of said you, you have QSC that you're the chair of, that you've been involved with. I know you do a lot of giving back and helping other people. You also take a lot of free time. Do you still, you're still taking a lot of free time, right? Yeah. I I think what happens is that you're so busy with this. It's because you're trying to get to that free time. Yeah. So like I knew working up to the four days I was out of town, I was going to, I did whatever I could to get there. And I felt good when I left and I, you do some stuff while you're off. I mean, you're, you're doing it on your phone or whatever as you're going, but then come, and I know come October to November, it's like every two to three weeks I'm leaving. And so I'll work in between those, get those things taken care of. And hopefully with the software changeover, that'll free up some more time. And then it'll allow me to train other people to do some other things that to pull away. But yeah, yes, there winter time, it's time to go again. Yeah. Sometimes it's time to go down to your part of the world and hang out where it's a little bit warmer than it. Yeah. Will be. So let me ask you 
if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you something now a little more, more personal. You know, one of the things about you that from the day I met you is you always, you have that, you have a smile on your face. You have a very, like, I want to say like a light energy. You're not a heavy guy. You're not overbearing or anything. You're just kind of happy guy and kind of relaxed. And how have you been personally, how have you kind of dealt with the last 18 months and staying that way? Because you're still that way. You haven't. Well, you know, when it all, when this, all this fun began, it was like all that uncertainty. Yeah. But at some point you ha- it is what it is and you have to work your way through it. And there were so many questions at the beginning, our HR department was just freaking out, you know, what are we supposed to do? And it's like, Hey, there's only, they're telling us what we can do. So we just got to do it. And we got to work our way through it. Just train your staff, train your, all your guys out in the field that, you know, clean, keep yourself clean, keep yourself distance, watch what you're doing, what you're doing affects everybody else in the company. And, you know, you get thrown into those things, you stress through them briefly, but you just move on. There's no, there's nothing you can do. If I was, I was going through this probably in my early twenties and thirties, God, it would probably been a whole nother story. Cause I can yeah. remember, you know, being a yellower and a screamer. And then at some point you realize that does nothing. You know, you just got to work your way through it. You can yell and scream at everybody, but it's nothing's going to get done. It'll fight. You'll lose your team. You won't have the respect. And so I just, it is what it is. You just got to make, make the most of it, figure out what you have to do, make the changes and move on. Cause you, as you know, at the beginning, we had all that uncertainty, uncertainty, and now we have these other variants that everybody's freaking out about. And it's, well, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. The rules, I'm not going to say the rules have changed, but the rules have changed. And, but you still have to show up every day. You still have people that are wanting, needing you. You have solutions to, to provide to your customers and you just move on. And so, heck, it, it is what it is. And we've got to make the most of it. And you got to, let everybody else know that. And I'm going to say a lot of my staff has pretty much got to that point too, where it is what it is. We got to come in. We got to get it done. We got to take care of our customers. Okay, move. Let's just get it done. And I have a lot of the, some of the newer people that we've taken on in the last year in the office have been, or have really said, you know, it's okay. If we're going to get sick, we're going to get sick. If we're not, we're not, but we still got stuff we got to do. Yeah. And that's how they all looked at it. Pretty much everybody in the office looks at it that way. So I want to have to say my field guys in the field pretty much all look at it that way. So, yeah, it's a good attitude. Well, and especially what, you know, what you're doing customer facing every single minute of every day, it's, that's the right attitude. There was that masking period for a real long time. And then I guess, I don't know if it was at the beginning of this year, middle of this year, when they kind of just dropped the masking thing. It's amazing how fast the customers actually dropped it too. Yeah. Coming to your house and and we were telling them, hey, it's up to the customer. It's not up to us. It's up to them. And yeah, very little, if any. So to get back to your question, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. And there's not much you can do about it. You make the most of it, make decisions and move, and move on. Yeah. And live your life. Yeah. And it helps to be able to get away to Florida. Everyone. Yeah. There, there is no COVID in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, thank you for coming back and, and uh, chatting with me again. It's good to see you and, you know, things are well. Things are good at Nixco. By the way, I didn't know about the Richard Nixon thing. I don't think we've ever talked about that before. His partner, the guy's name was actually Richard Nixon. Yeah. It wasn't Millhouse, but it was Richard Nixon. And yeah. It lasted a year. And they just- The went, name stuck. The name stuck. He went back to his own company 
using the Nixon portion of it. And we just kept the Nixco portion. Yeah. And we just kept it going from there. So it's all good. You know, I think the original one of the partner, he's still alive, but I have not truly seen him in probably 38 years. Yeah. He's not that far away from here. Yeah. That's interesting. Richard Nixon. Yep. It's fun, th- but now you know, no one knows that name anyway, right? Pretty alive now. Good, I don't, we don't have a clue who you're talking about. Yeah, well, cool, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And to everybody listening, until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The 7 Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian.